in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And a welcome in to the Sportsocracy. TSPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are live as always in the Ingalls studio and the first hour of the program. Brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Want to uh, stick this in everybody's uh, everybody's reminder box? Come out and see us Thursday and Friday. We will be down at the Ingles on Smoky Park Highway. Yeah, that's the one with all the bells and whistles. It's the really big Ingles. Out there with the Chick-fil-A in the parking lot and all that. Come by and see us Thursday and Friday. We'll be there from 10 to noon, both days for the Ingalls Magical Christmas Toy Drive, benefiting Eblin Charities St. Nicholas Project. Come on out and bring new toys, $10 in value. You can get, there's, it's, um, uh, they're giving away free car washes this year as well. If you make a donation, you can also get entered in to win a year of gas or food from Ingalls. It's a great cause every year. We love doing it. We love being out there. Love seeing all your faces. So grab a uh, grab a new unwrapped toy. Bring it on down to the Ingles 10 to noon on Thursday and Friday. Jeremy now, and, and they, I will be out there. We will be there 10 to noon. They will be there all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the thing opens at like 4 a.m. Josh and Ariel will be out there doing their show in the morning. And it doesn't close down until like 9 o'clock at night on Thursday and Friday. And it's it's. It's it's a great cause. Come on out and support the kiddies. Make sure that uh, all those needy families have something to put under the tree for their kids this Christmas. Ingles Magical Christmas Toy Drive, benefiting Eblin Charity, St. Nicholas Project, this Thursday and Friday, and a little bit on Saturday. They're doing something new this year, too. They're going to have actual live entertainment at times during the toy drive. So that's going to be a fun thing as well. Anyhow... First hour of the program, like I said, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. Yes, we have coaching carousel news once again. And uh, we are about to fight aggressively. Uh, apparently so. If you want to get involved in this conversation, go to thesportsocracy.com <laughs> right. or go to YouTube and hop in the comments because the poll is already up and it seems to be people are on my side. Brian Kelly left for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Or left Notre Dame for LSU, excuse yes. me. It has now come out that he texted his players after the news broke. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say why you don't like that, and then I'm going to tell you why you couldn't do it any other way. It should never get to that point. You should not. Your players should not be finding out this news from anybody other than the coach. That's the way this should go down. In a perfect world, you should not be finding out that your head coach who recruited you to come to play for his school and he was going he t- sat in your living room and told your mom and daddy that he's going to take care of you for the next four years you should not find out that he's leaving through media reports you should find it out from him that, that all you got that's all i got okay see so here's where this becomes a problem mm-hmm. social 
media. You can't do that. Let me just give you a few examples of why. Okay. Bobby Petrino at Auburn. Ed Orgeron at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin at Arkansas. Rich Rodriguez at Alabama. Do you know what they all have in common? What's that? They all had great interest to a job and got to the point that Brian Kelly got to last night. By the way, he wasn't in South Bend. Mm-hmm. That's why he didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. He was in Baton Rouge because they flew him down to see the facilities and all the different things. He had to fly back last night. Well, unfortunately, loose lips sink ships. Right. I'm sure he had every intention of telling his mm-hmm. players, but not before he got that bag. Right. Not before he signed that contract. And do you know why? Because if you change your mind, you might as well just go ahead and quit. Mm-hmm. Because now every coach that recruits against you is going to use that. He only came this close to losing, leaving LSU. What? Why would he possibly ever? Why would, why would you trust him? If another job comes <laughs> up next year, he's just going to bolt on you then. I literally could write the scripts of how you would recruit against that. Mm-hmm. It's already hard enough to recruit at Notre Dame. And I would wager when he got on the plane to go to Baton Rouge, he didn't know if he was taking his job or not. And then he saw the facilities and the unbelievable amount of money with LSU. Here's the thing. This story broke while we were doing the last call yesterday. So this broke about 5 o'clock that there's something going on with Brian Kelly and LSU. Mm -hmm. Do you know how they found that out? Because planes have tail numbers. And you can figure out where a plane starts and where it stops. And if you get really hunky-dunky with people at the airport, which a lot of people in the media do, you might even be able to find out who was on the plane. And that's exactly what happened. This has been hush-hush for quite some time. Once it broke, you're done. As soon as it came out that Brian Kelly had had talks with LSU, there's no more going back to Notre Dame. Right. The money, yeah, I know, the challenge, all those things. That's why he was interested. Mm Mm-hmm. If there was ever any doubt that he wasn't going to take this job, the fact that it got found out confirmed it. Mm -hmm. You can't go back. Billy Donovan did this at Florida. Florida is the biggest rival of the school that I've invested much of my blood, sweat, tears, and time equity in. Right. You remember when he took the Orlando Magic job? Mm -hmm. And then he came back? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you notice that he never recruited at the same level after that? You know why? Because everybody knew he was going to Because bounce. Leonard Hamilton and every other person within 5,000 miles of that place was going, oh, you can trust Donovan, but oh, we know he's going to leave eventually. Right. And then he did. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start looking around, you're done. Mm-hmm. Rich Rodriguez, he never recruited at West Virginia again the way he did after he flirted with Alabama. Right. Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly have done this exactly how you have to do it right now. Because if you tell the players, hey, I'm talking to LSU, you know what's going to happen? One of them's going to go to Twitter, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, hey, Coach Kelly just told us he's talking to LSU. And, well, now we have a big old problem. Now, you see, the way you framed this to me before the show started, you said, oh, I'm so excited, we're going to fight, um, was should they tell them before they find out another way? Yes. Yes, you should tell them before and they find no, out another way. You don't no tell of some. Of course, you don't tell somebody if you're talking to someone. Well, now there's no shot of that. It's just like Lincoln Riley. Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley in his USC press conference yesterday said, you know, they didn't even show interest until uh, after the Oklahoma season was over. Um, what's that term that's uh, horse pucky? Uh, <laughs> I don't believe you. Not even nary a little bit. You agreed to a hundred million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. In 16 hours. Yep. That's what you're trying to convince me of. Yep. 
I do not believe you, not even a little bit. How long do you think they've been talking? Lincoln Riley? Yeah. Week. At least. They contacted they contacted him a week ago. They contacted his agent a week ago. Oh, his okay. agent contacted him and said, Hey, how you feel about California? I bet mean, I mean, California's cool. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. I'll go even one step further. This, oh, he owes the players something. No, he doesn't. You oh, know absolutely. why? Not now he doesn't. Five years ago, I would have agreed with you. Unfortunately, coaches find out that players are in the transfer portal this way all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. As soon as you, and I tried to tell you this years ago, as soon as you give this freedom of movement to players, oh, well, the coach can leave it nothing. Well, I'm not talking the players, but don't expect me to tell you. Don't expect me to tell you because this, the first inclination of this, did you notice how many recruits left Oklahoma or decommitted in oh, yeah. 24 hours? Oh, yeah. You don't think that would have happened if they had just gotten just even the, the wisp of maybe he's talking to it's USC? It's happen regardless. No, and that's fine. If he takes the job, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get the job, that's a problem. Well, no kidding. That's why you can't do this. Now we're all so connected, it's too easy to get to people. Right. Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton, who I am in love with, mm-hmm. one of the, he's personally my number two recruit or two draft eligible prospect in this class behind Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. They were doing a podcast within an hour of this news coming out. Mm-hmm. You don't think they would have done that if he said, well, you know, I'm talking to LSU. <laughs> Maybe you don't do a podcast about it, but would I be shocked if you posted it on Twitter? Right. No. No. It's of freedom course. of information. You cannot keep anything secret unless mm-hmm. it's a secret from you, everybody. You, you still don't do that over a text message. Well, I mean, but that time he had no choice. That wasn't no, his goal. No, you did. No, what's you his, had a choice. What, was he going to teleport? He's in Louisiana. I don't no, think you had the choice. That's in, yeah, we got a meeting. We got a meeting as soon as my plane lands. It had already broken when he sent the text. It's fine. It's already out. That's fine. Like, what, so you want him to say it after they've already heard it? Brian Kelly didn't want this news to come out. That's why he flew back to South Bend at 11 o'clock last mm-hmm. night. His objective was, yeah, I get to tell the players do all the things. Well, here's the problem. You can't keep anything secret in this world anymore. <laughs> right. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, the, the No, the fact that he sent a text message just to, I, I guess, to confirm the news. It was already confirmed. What is LSU going to do? You've got people like Adam Schefter calling LSU going, uh, so Brian Kelly's in Baton Rouge. Why is that? That's weird to me. Mm-hmm. It's out. You're done. At this point, you know, that text message doesn't matter one way or the other. They know it was confirmed. We watched this happen. We were doing last call yesterday, five 15, mm-hmm. Justin Parton. I got to give him credit. He said it before. Yeah. He was anybody, the first one on it. I didn't hear anybody anywhere say this before he had it. But Brian Kelly's in LSU. Things are happening. The news had been trending that way for four hours, mm-hmm. and then ESPN gets it. It's du- what do you want him to say? You want him to just put his fingers in his ears and go, I can tell you nothing. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I've already read it on TMZ. I've read it on ESPN, right. CBS, Sports Illustrated. The text, oh, it looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he didn't have a choice. Wait, what do you want him to meet in South Bend? You don't think this exact thing, same thing would happen in reverse? What do you Brian mean? Kelly went to Baton Rouge. You don't think if Scott Woodward, who, first of all, if you don't know Scott Woodward's track record, this guy is an ace salesperson. <laughs> right. Got Chris Peterson from Boise at Washington. Got Jimbo Fisher to leave FSU to, to come to Texas A&M. And now at LSU has stolen Brian Kelly and Kim Malkey from, from Baylor's women's basketball program. Mm-hmm. 
it works the same way either way. You see the contingent fly in, you know what's happening. Now, would it be better? Sure. Yeah. But LSU had to sell him on the facilities. If he doesn't go to Baton Rouge, I don't know that he takes the job. But I'm telling you right now, and I told you this when the LSU job came open, Mm -hmm. that's an impressive place that is spending outrageous amounts of money. Right. And Brian Kelly went down there and, you know. I don't fault him for taking the job. I don't fault him at all. I I don't fault him for any of it. I fault him for absolutely none of no. this. I mean, I would, I would rather you not break up with your players in a text message. I would but... prefer that too. You didn't get, you weren't given that choice, <laughs> and he's being raked across hot coals. Right. Like, oh, this is just what he does. Not particularly. I mean, First is of all, it? well, yeah, kind of. But is that what he did at Cincinnati? Uh, yeah. Do you not remember the Cincinnati? Thing? No, By I don't the way, remember this that. This is at why all. this looks so bad. They had their players' banquet. He showed up with two cops and told them at the banquet he was taking the Notre Dame job. So that's part of what yeah. makes this look so bad. Yeah, I mean, it's the way the game's played. See, at least he did it face to face on that one. And there is, <laughs> oh, he didn't have a choice in this one. I th- literally, I think that they had messages in bottles saying, "Hey, Brian Kelly took the LSU job." Oh yeah, you know, it's just not the way it works. And I can't emphasize this enough. You want me to tell you how this stops hurting your feelings? Start committing to schools and stop committing to coaches. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that as long as I've had a microphone to talk into. If you would stop committing to a coach and start committing to a school, none of this matters. Right. None of it matters. But everybody's worried about, well, how much am I going to play? That's why these guys decommit. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're worried about the next who the next coach yeah, is. It's because we got a relationship with the coach and we know how he it was going to no, use us. It, there it is. It has right. nothing to do with the relationship with the coach. It's I know how you were going to use me. Mm-hmm. And so now, I mean, be really honest with yourself. You think the next coach at Notre Dame is going to be a dum-dum? You you think they're offering the Notre Dame job to me? (laughs) No. No. They're going to bring in the best coach that money can buy, whether it's Marcus Freeman. But if you don't fit his scheme, then that makes a difference. It makes a big difference if I don't fit his, you know, I'm a power runner and he uh, he runs his own running scheme. So I'm going to be third on the depth chart. Uh, I got it makes a you. big freaking difference. I, I know who the four candidates at Notre Dame are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody that was fitting Brian Kelly's scheme that doesn't fit the new one. Okay. No one. Okay. Because the candidates are it's the same cast of characters that you can just assume that it is. Right. But to me, it's just ridiculous that you vilify a guy because, oh, he, he sent a text. He sent a text after this had broken across every news platform there was. Mm-hmm. The most impressive thing to me, how did you keep this secret like this? Between Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley, we had heard zero about either one of them. But I told you yesterday, I've been hearing this for multiple days, not on not on Brian Kelly, right. that there is another high-level domino that is going to fall. Mm-hmm. And it's going to throw everything into pandelirium that's why we did so much on this yesterday right just so happened that we were about four hours too early then brian kelly leaves and now you could have a tremendous amount of chaos oh there's there's tons of chaos there's going to be new coaches all over the place because the uh, the the domino effect that has to take place every time one of these big time jobs opens up and we were talking this morning and you said you think there's another big one coming is I do. I, I do because the arms race that we were talking about yesterday, it's here. Look at every power scale. Do you realize that four of the ten biggest jobs in this country ha- would either have been open or are currently open mm-hmm. in college football? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, LSU, uh, USC, and Notre Dame. That is four blue blood programs. 
I didn't even mention Florida. Didn't even mention it. Didn't even think about it. Right. And there's a reason that the Urban Meyer thing comes out. First of all, Urban Meyer has said that he is not interested in Notre Dame. Ask me how much I believe that. Uh, because it's not much. Because there is a number that could get him there. Mm-hmm. And I'll level with you. After the break, we're going to talk about how this affects Notre Dame, and we're going to talk about another thing, too. Why would you not want a college job at this point? Why would you not why want to coach? Why would you not want a college job? Okay. Compared to the NFL, why would you want – if you're Urban Meyer, why would you not want the Notre Dame job? All right, we'll talk about it up next right here on ESPN Asheville. You are in the Sportsocracy. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? Right you are. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy, live every weekday afternoon at 3. And we're talking about the Brian Kelly deal. Uh, and we have our first one of these of the day. I'm your huckleberry. Nice. Oh, turn that up. That wasn't loud enough. There's a Canadian exchange right here, so it, oh, it deserves to. I got to go all the way up? Okay. I'm your huckleberry. There, there we go. go. Uh, armchair commentary who does our Sunday football fantasy football show with us. He is our resident Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, college football is too big. You can't breathe without someone knowing. Good luck trying to hide a hire. Yeah. That is a super chat on our YouTube stream. You can do those. You get your I'm, a huck- I'm your huckleberry and your comment read on the air. That's exactly the point. You can't do anything in college football without anyone knowing. Mm-hmm. I am dumbfounded that nobody anywhere had these. Vegas did not have these. Neither one of these two hires were even listed in the Vegas odds for who was going to get either one of these jobs. Right. I don't know that I've ever seen that. And you maintain that you believe this, this these were weeks, or at least a week, in negotiation oh, yeah. before any of this ever happened. Put it this way. Do you really, first of all, I've been hearing LSU is big game hunting forever. We just had the wrong name. Right. They were tying the tea leaves to Jimbo Fisher because Scott Woodward hired him at Texas A&M. Right. Yeah, it was big game hunting for Brian Kelly. And if you're Brian Kelly, this is a home run. I am so shocked that Brian Kelly acted now to take this job. You still have a shot at making the college football playoff. Yeah. How in the world are you going to leave your team? I mean, chaos ensues this weekend in the championship games. Notre Dame's going to be in the playoff. And who cares? You're going to get smoked. Brian Kelly knows that. He just, did, he just didn't want to lose this. again. And no, it's not I didn't want to lose again. What, what, I'm going to turn down $100 million so I, because maybe on the off chance that I back into this playoff because chaos ensues, I have to take this listless offense against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. I'm going to pass on a job that could make me a national champion. And I'll be honest with you, we haven't even talked about the LSU side of this. Mm-hmm. It's a home run hire for LSU. Of course it is. 
because Ed Orgeron was a master recruiter. He did two things really well. Say weird things and recruit. <laughs> right. Go Tigers. By the way, you remember that analogy I make all the time with with how coaching hires are a lot like dating? You date the girl with the snake and the oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. all the yeah, yeah. and after that you tend to find the librarian that's a little you know, doesn't the like, safe pick. Doesn't burn holes in your couch with cigarettes. Right. I, if there's ever been a definition of that, <laughs> that's what Notre Dame just this. did, yeah. That is exactly what Notre Dame just did. I I mean the the timing of it all is just baffling to me and i'm not saying brian kelly shouldn't take the opportunity whatever i would just think that i mean you could hold off lsu for another week could you not no you have to get on recruiting first of all you weren't keeping this secret for another week right you weren't there, I mean, there was no shot you were going to be able to keep this secret for another week mm-hmm but when you found out when they called, it's like, hey, guys, my I mean, my season's not even over yet. Can't we put this off a week? Can't you wait until uh, till I find out if I'm in the college football playoff or not? But uh, there again, if you did that, then you'd have to – what if you did end up in the playoff? And then you're going to expect LSU or ask LSU to wait for another month so you can coach in the game that you're going to lose? I mean, I understand what, what you're saying. It's just – I don't know, it's just baffling to me to think that a guy who is on the cusp of being in the college football playoff again has his team this far, and now he's just going to tap out and leave. It's not a tap out and leave. I mean, it's it's a, a, you got offered a better job. You got offered a better job, and there was probably no waiting. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure. I'm sure there was. There, there's no time to wait on these decisions. This is, it, it's, it's just a very now. odd, odd timing. And then what's going to happen if he takes his DC, his DC with him? Then they're going to be out. Brian Kelly. Uh, well, that's who, his name's not coming to my head. Marcus Freeman. Thank you, Marcus Freeman. That's who really got you know it got done dirty here is Notre Dame because if Notre Dame winds up in the playoff, now you have to hire Marcus Freeman whether you want to or not. You don't have a choice. I don't know that that's true. That's a hundred percent true. If you let him be the interim coach in the college football playoff, then you have to give him no, the head coaching job. No, you have to job. name him the permanent coach, period. You're in the playoff. You need stability in this program. Mm-hmm. Of which, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure that's who it shouldn't be in the first place. The other names I hear do not make a lot of sense to me. Oh, what about Matt Campbell? Oh, you mean the guy that just took the most talented roster in the Big 12 and went 8-4 and four with it? <laughs> mm. I don't know that that's who I'm rushing out to hire, but okay. Uh-huh. Or Luke Fickle. I, I, I'm not sure that I wouldn't just go Marcus Freeman. Mm-hmm. Throw big money on an offensive coordinator and let's roll. Marcus Freeman is an elite defensive coordinator in this country. Sure. Top three in the nation. I think Notre Dame should hire him anyway, but I don't think it's an absolute necessity that they have to hire him. Uh, when every player uh, – I mean, I've been on Twitter – a lot mm-hmm. today there have been a lot of players going we're hashtag team freeman and and that's great you will you think they'll get i mean because they're gonna get beat either way mm-hmm. let's say they do make the playoff yep. you're going to get beat this will be like a water ride at an amusement no park. kidding it's, it's been that way every time they've made the playoff. this is a lot like the log flume you see that sign that says you will get wet you may <laughs> get sucked another uh, day you make the playoff you will yeah. get beat you may get slaughtered yeah 
technically brian kelly led his notre dame fighting irish to three chances at a a championship they did not compete for any of those championships though they got absolutely demolished in the bcs championship game against alabama and the same thing with their two college football playoff appearances and if you think there's not something to that as to why he took this job of course I, there I is. Bridge to sell you. Of course there is. I've always said that Brian Kelly is not going to be respected as a great head coach in this game. I mean, of course he is. We all we all say. believe that he is, but he's not going to be able to prove it at Notre Dame. He's the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Don't care. That's dumb. You don't statement. win. I don't care that you're, you're the not winning coach. national championships. So it doesn't. And you've been to the playoff how many times? Three, twice. You've been to the playoff twice. Dame, you're the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, mm-hmm. and you're trying to tell me, oh, he's not respected. He's one of the top five coaches in America, and literally any person that does that will t- does this will tell you that. But you're never going to win a chance. That's that's the point. The point is that uh, I, sports freak Brian Hall told me this earlier, that why would you leave for, for LSU? Your path to the playoff is way easier at Notre Dame. Yeah, your path to the playoff. Yeah. Your I'm path sh- to winning one right. is borderline impossible. Mm-hmm. Because you just don't have that level of recruit. You don't have that level of uh, of talent right. pool. You and have, so now you go to LSU and you've got Go Tigers player pool. I'll be honest with you. I won't be shocked if LSU's in the, in the playoff next year. I mean, I think that's a little aggressive, but uh, sure. Top five recruiting classes three years in a row. Mm-hmm. They're not bereft of talent, and they no. never have been. No. LSU's not going to be bereft of talent ever. All I'm saying is mm. I'm sick of playing. I'm sick of just showing up for national championships. And, and I want to win one. And that's the that's kind of the point. Right. It's not a respect for thing for him. It's the, I want the ring. Brian mm-hmm. Kelly is as respected as anybody in this nation as okay, a college maybe I coach. Maybe I said the wrong thing. But still, the, the point still remains. He was never going to win a national championship at Notre Dame. And if he's going to do it, he was going to have to take one of these big power five jobs. And, <laughs> and if you really want to know the discrepancy between these two jobs, just realize LSU got exactly who they wanted. Mm-hmm. They have been out. Big game hunting was exactly what I have been told the entire time this LSU coaching search has been happening. They got a big name. Watch this search at Notre Dame. Watch how it goes. You'll hear Luke Fickle. You'll hear mm-hmm. Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. You'll hear Matt Campbell. And I'm not going to be shocked if you don't promote the defensive coordinator. Because it's the best job he can get beyond a shadow of a doubt absolutely and i just don't see anybody else leaving for this job is it good absolutely it's top 10 job in america Mm -hmm. but it's 10 luke fickle if he was going to leave would have taken the usc job i don't think they were interested and i still don't think they were interested right but at the end of the day lsu gets who they want notre dame gets who they can get they get who they can get Mm mm-hmm They'll go, they'll do, they'll, Notre Dame will go into the search with the exact same theory that LSU did. We are going to get the big name that wins the press conference and recruits well. And Urban Meyer will tell them no. And Luke Fickle will tell them no. Matt Campbell, I don't think will. That's probably who ultimately gets the job. I really think Luke Fickle would say no to Notre Dame. I don't think he would say no. I know he would say no. At least right now, because you're going to have to wait for a month. All right, you're going to have to explain that a little bit to me coming up after after, uh, just a bit outside. The Sports Tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. I think we all feel like uh, October was a, uh, a pretty good month. 
but not as good as a month as Las Vegas Sportsbook saw. Yeah, it was not bad. A record was set for Nevada Sportsbooks in October. $1.1 billion was raked in over the month of October. It's the first time it's ever been over a billion a month. The previous record, $786.5 million, which was wagered in September, by the way. I just, it's phenomenal to me. This has been a high watermark year for Vegas. If you ever want to know how well Vegas is doing, think about how often you see things that make you go, wait, what? Yeah. And I th- and the, the the thing that I keep thinking is this is just another sign. Every time we have one of these stories, it's just another sign to all of the other states that have not gotten on Legalize board with this yet. Everywhere, absolutely. We find out that this is how much money that we can make off of these. Now, granted, you know, if North Carolina started doing legalized sports books, and you know, you're not going to pull in one point one billion dollars a month do quite nicely. Exactly. You've done quite nicely in Iowa. I think you would do quite nicely no matter where you are. <laughs> right. And for me, as somebody that was, I feel like I was rather ahead of the sports gambling thing, mm-hmm. mainly because I've done it in some <clears throat> less than ideal places in my life, but I'm glad Chief Zach didn't hear me say that. <laughs> don't, don't tell him that. That, <laughs> that felt like crimes. It sounded like crimes. It did, it did sound very crimey. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, yeah, and November could even be bigger. That's the thing. If As weird as November was, I won't be shocked. Mm-hmm. $1.1 billion in the month of October for Nevada sports books. Unbelievable. They did quite nicely. Someone that did not do quite nicely, the fans at the USC-BYU game. Oh, that's a heck of a segue. Uh, yep. Getting better at this whole radio thing. Uh, USC and BYU played at the Coliseum on Saturday. And if you watch the telecast, you could hear a very, very light, but it was very audible, anti-Mormon chat, chant, Mm -hmm. saying bad things about Mormons because BYU is a Mormon school. Mm -hmm. Well, there's one, there, there are a litany of problems with that. Not the least of which is the starting quarterback at USC is a member of the LDS church. <laughs> Jackson Dart is a Mormon. As is their star linebacker, Taylor Cato. Oh, great. You have two starters that, like, I, and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Twitter figured it out quick. I read that and went, oh, boy. Oh, It's quite boy. unfortunate. Oh, I mean, it's unfortunate. Anyway, why do you have to be rude to people based on their religious beliefs and all of that? Anything like that. What? Why? Because you're stupid. I I mean, your fans. uh, What do we say about fans? Fans are stupid. No, we say fans are short for fanatic. You said that. Oh, fans are stupid. At Sports Tank ESPN. You can fire it up uh, because I can give you a billion examples. Just Just search Twitter stupid fans i'm oh, pretty no, twitter, sure you're twitter's gonna find not real twitter's not a real place <laughs> oh no <laughs> no i'm saying twitter was re- actual those people don't actually video exist. evidence of fans being stupid we have seen this over and over and over and over again in sports fans are stupid and guess what when you're in that atmosphere it's a hive mentality you may not be stupid but the rest of everybody else is stupid and you're going uh, uh, well i guess i have to join in the screw the mormons chant yeah uh 
it, I'm I still fully commit to people on Twitter are not real. They're not. If they were, we would all have gloves and we would be challenging each other to duels all day, every day. Right. That was it. Was an unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It was unfortunate before you find out that you're doing this to two players on your own team. Oh my gosh, that's just quite. okay. Be not just to be nice to people. Why is that so? I'm nice to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's also L.A. I mean, what can you expect? I feel like you have a very skewed perception of what L.A. is. Okay, uh, no one cares about anything you do in L.A. You could walk down uh, Rodeo. You could walk down Rodeo on fire, mm-hmm. and there are people that probably would not even turn their head to acknowledge you. It's not the weirdest thing they've seen all day. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I like California <laughs> a lot. I've never been to California, so California was the only place when I traveled for a living that I could wear jeans with a blazer, and it was considered a suit. Mm-hmm. In. You want to be, uh, you want to wear shorts with your suit. That's what uh, you yes, want. Yes, and flip flops. He shows up as four degrees outside. And now it's both lovely. This morning and yesterday. And, and he's now it's lovely. shorts and flip flops. It's 60 degrees outside right oh my now. Gosh. I, I'm, I'm playing the long Unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. I'd rather be a little chilly in the morning than uncomfortable in the afternoon. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, we were talking about this, uh, this whole deal with Notre Dame what where are they at in their coaching search they're going to go out and take big swings they have to it's one of the highest profile jobs in college football you do have some challenges though with this job Devin Joba said it in the in the comments how is it harder to recruit at Notre Dame well first off you have all the academics standards that these players have to meet because it's a private school you you don't get in on the you know the the bargain basement whatever it is you know entrance gpa of 3.0 or whatever it is these days oh no it's lower than that yeah i, I have no idea Clearinghouse is much lower than that right was it 2.5 i think it's too flat actually. oh too flat easy oh wow uh yeah notre dame's hey, is you know as somebody that's uh, I, I once famously had a GPA and a blood alcohol level that were about the same. They stayed Yikes. right in lockstep with each other for about a semester. So, twice the legal limit, at least. I was it point one eight. Maybe I'd have been I'd have been higher than that. <laughs> uh, but any, but but it, it, that is hard. It is hard to recruit players who are going to be able to be academically successful at that school there there was once a, a report has never been verified but this is the only time i've ever seen the numbers there are ten thousand d d1-ish level high school athletes every year and that goes through fbs fcs d2 blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the ncaa mm-hmm. notre dame can recruit about a thousand of them they their recruiting pool is about 10 percent of what mm-hmm. other schools is and does it make it harder yes does stanford's it, the same way does it make what brian kelly was able to achieve at notre dame with the you know the big win seasons with the three uh championship performances does it make it better yeah i think it's i wouldn't say infinitely harder but it is much much harder to not only fill those requirements of the players but also to be as competitive on a national scale as they were it's quite the achievement 
But all in all, you're still not winning a national championship in Notre Dame. Just just think about what I'm going to raise out here. All right. So this is from uh, niche.com. It's the best academic schools in the country. There are in the top 20, I think, six. Southern Cal is 20. Uh-huh. Notre Dame, Vanderbilt, Northwestern, Stanford, uh, Duke. You know what all of those schools have in common? Mm-hmm. Except USC and Notre Dame? What's that? They're real bad at football and have been for a real long time. Mm-hmm. Because it is hard to get guys in to schools like that. Now, are there times? Sure. You get somebody like James Franklin that's really dynamic and recruits at Vanderbilt or David Cut- Cutcliffe. Yeah. There's just not the... You can emphasis be com- on football at those schools because they're academic schools. You can be competitive to a point. But yeah, you're I mean, never going to be more than that. I mean, you're, you're recruiting against Arizona State where your entrance exam is write your name and be legally alive for 15 like seconds. James Franklin was able to win, was it nine games at Vanderbilt? His 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 top I year that was, was like nine. It was, he, he, it was nine or eight. I don't remember which one. Uh, David Cutcliffe. They won the Coastal in 2013. Never sniffed it again. You can be competitive to a point. And, you know, Brian Kelly had outgrown the Notre Dame job. Now, who are they going to go after? Who are they going to go after? Uh, and oh, the list is to me, simple. Luke Fickle would would be a perfect candidate for Brian this job. Problem is you're not waiting on him for a month. Luke Fickle is not somebody you. Why would on he not a, do the same thing that Brian Kelly just did? Because he's he will be the first coach to ever lead a group of five school to the playoff. It's a little different. Cincinnati isn't Notre Dame. You still got to get slaughtered. Okay, but for for Cincinnati that doesn't matter. Yeah, but why does it matter for Luke? Uh because that's a. First of all, Cincinnati's not nearly as bad a job as people make it out to be. Luke Fickle would be vilified for leaving this job. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly, it's bad enough. But you already have the new job, so what does it matter? What do you mean, what does it matter? What does it matter if you're going to be vilified for leaving your team? Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. He's leaving to go to LSU. Yeah, there's a big difference between Cincinnati and Notre Dame. This is one of those things that's kind of like Nancy Reagan used to say about pornography. If you can't understand it, I can't explain it to you. Mm -hmm. Luke Fickle's not leaving Cincinnati high and dry. He won't do it. It's just not going to happen. And you're not going to wait that long. The recruiting, the signing period is 30 days after the national title game. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't anyway. emphasize this enough. He's not worth the wait. It would be one thing if you were hiring Urban Meyer. So you know, they, you're not. If they stepped up today and said, we'll give you 10 for $100 million, he wouldn't take that nope. job. No, he wouldn't. Not early. Wow. He's not leaving Cincinnati early. Period. That was said about LSU. That was said about USC. It was said about now Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You're not waiting on him that long. I would say they'll have a coach within a week. And it's either going to be Marcus Freeman or Mm -hmm. Matt Campbell. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of what kind of hire do you want to make? Do you want to appease the fan base or do you want to appease the players? Right. Because the fan base will not be happy with Marcus Freeman. I mean, it'll be fine. They they won't lose their mind, but you'll hear Bob Davies' name 643,000 times. Okay. It's the last time they hired a right. they promoted an assistant when mm-hmm. Lou Holtz left, mm-hmm. and he went thirty five and twenty five. Widely thought to be the worst coach in Notre Dame history. Yeah, don't know that I agree with that, but it's I mean the it, perception, it, it, you know, and it may not send the fan base. The fan, fan base may not get all hot and bothered and excited about Marcus Freeman being there, but 
You also don't want to miss the chance to have the next great head coach leave. He's already been tied to several jobs. He's going to get a head coaching job at some point soon. Don't you want to be ahead of that curve? Don't you want to bring him, be the one to shepherd him into national prominence as a head coach rather than let him go do it at some other job? Mm, and where he'll never depends. come back. It depends on if that's who you believe in. If they believe Marcus Freeman's a great coach, mm-hmm. then he will be the next coach. I don't know that I agree with I mean, I think he's a fantastic coordinator. I don't know if you're Notre Dame that you can go that route. But then again, I don't really believe in Matt Campbell either. Notre Dame is the school that's going to get left behind. Unless they just throw dumb money at somebody. Which I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Whoever I'll put it, it this takes. way. 10 years, $95 million was enough for Brian Kelly to go, bye. Because mm-hmm. he knew they weren't going to match. I don't remember who, uh, Pete Thamel, somebody put that out earlier that Brian Kelly didn't even take this to Notre Dame because he knew they wouldn't match it. Mm-hmm. They are notoriously frugal when it comes to things like this. When Urban Meyer took the Florida job when he left Utah, the reason he took Florida was money. He liked Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Didn't love the idea of recruiting out there because it was so much more difficult. And I'll say the same thing about Florida that I said about Arizona State. The SAT requirement at Florida at Florida is like uh, what, what drool? There you go. As you know where I was headed with that. <laughs> it's drool. Yeah. The the entry requirement at Florida. Are you clinically alive? Yes. You're in. The Florida State fan of me. Okay. I couldn't not. Uh, I couldn't not do it. And look, I'm not going to tell you. We're not better. Yeah. Florida State's not better. I got into Florida State, so it's like that, that blue, should tell you everything you need to know. It's like that Blue Chips movie with uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Nick Nolte when he, he was talking about it. He got a 400 on his SAT. Well, don't you get 500 for spelling your name right? And that's it. He spelled his name wrong. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it can get you. Yeah. Not everybody's rocket surgeons, and that's fine. And it's fine, but it's not going to get you into Notre Dame. And that's the thing; these other schools can get by with that. They that's can a, they they have a wider uh, a a wider ocean to fish in than Notre Dame does. That is a market to me. It is if it's not the toughest job in America, it's one of them in terms of college football jobs because mm-hmm. they expect you to compete for national titles and hold that academic excellence. Yep. USC, I got news for you. I've been told this by more than one person. They have let some people into USC that there is no way. They passed the academic entry bar. Right. But they'll do that. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame won't. Whatever it takes. That is that is the name of the game right now in college football. Whatever it takes to have this home run hitter head coach, you do it. Because what is Notre Dame without it? Notre Dame makes the wrong decision here. How far do they fall behind? We were talking about this earlier in the car on our way back from our meeting of – all the teams that are on their schedule are getting better. Yeah. Purdue's USC getting better. Just, right. USC just did a home run. Michigan had a home run five years mm-hmm. ago. It's just nobody appreciated it until now he's made the playoff. Right. Well, not yet. He still has to beat yeah. Iowa. I'm not going to put the, the kiss of death on that, but <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the look on my face. That probably tells you enough. Right. I mean, we all know. We all know we don't, we don't expect that to happen, but – Gosh, just imagine the 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 the, the firestorm that would occur if that did happen. But yeah, those teams are getting better, and 
you screw this up, you may never recover. You may never get back to the promised land that Notre Dame currently sits in. And you're right, because Notre Dame has hired the wrong coach more than once. Mm -hmm. Tyrone Tyrone Willingham. Willingham. Charlie Weiss. Oh. Charlie Weiss. Yeah, the Charlie Weiss years were rough. Yeah, but it started well. It did. It was a lot like, uh, ooh, ooh, it was a lot like, I like analogies. The Charlie Weiss era in Notre Dame was a lot like a gigantic fast food burger. Like the biggest burger they have. The triple gross. Why do you have to use that analogy? Well, because you you can't eat food right now and it makes me laugh. It's, it's, <sighs> it's driving you crazy. It's not doing anything to me. Mm-hmm. But you eat that first bite, and you're like, oh, it's so good. I just, I can eat all of this. And by the end of it, you're like, hmm, somebody hit me with a tranquilizer dart because I just want to go lay down. We have another super chat. I'll let you read that one. Devin Jova weighs in. He says, uh, breaking news. The boys are at their swim lessons at the Y, and there's a mother and a daughter in the pool swimming and wearing a mask. Medical tip. That's from our resident uh medical correspondent yeah he he trust me he knows all the things about medicals and he's the one that said that that's 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 fun i i I, at this point it doesn't even surprise me more (laughs) it shouldn't i saw someone as i was i forgot to tell you this Mm -hmm. as i was leaving here last night i saw someone in their car they were sitting next to me at a red light in their car no one in the car windows down I was, you know, doing what I do when I'm driving, windows were down, mm-hmm. yelling at themselves. There was no one on the phone. There was no one in the car. They were yelling at themselves. How do you know they weren't on Bluetooth or something? Like, um, hands-free? Because there was no other added part to the conversation. You are stupid! So stupid! <laughs> you! Maybe that person just <laughs> just texted their football team and told them they were leaving. I just, I just looked over like, do you need a minute? You- <laughs> this is my moment, weird beard guy, and you're not supposed to be looking at me while I'm in traffic. Oh, I do that all the time. Oh, if you do weird things in cars, oh, 100%. People that really get into singing, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of those. I'll just, just, so you st- can make fun I'll of just stare at you like, are you going to look at me? Because I will look at you. <laughs> you're weird. You're uh, a weird guy. And you're weird. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com Coffee's the closer's on. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Outside of one game tonight, not a great slate in the NBA, but my picks in this segment are 33 and 21 in the last 30 days. If you put $10 on each one of them at BetUs.com, you'd be up $142. There's not a lot to this slate, so I'm just going to fire three bad lines at you. The first one, the New York Knicks are a seven-and-a-half-point dog at the Brooklyn Nets. 
I don't think Brooklyn's that much better than the Knicks. And that's a huge number in the NBA. Give me the Knicks plus seven and a half. The Portland Trailblazers are a six and a half point favorite tonight at home against the Detroit Pistons. If Portland was play, if Detroit played, I don't know, the, the, the I heart all-stars, I would probably take them minus six and a half against the Detroit Pistons right now. Give me, <laughs> give me Portland. Finally, the game of the night, the Golden State Warriors are a three point dog at the Phoenix Suns. These are the two best teams in the West. I'm catching three and I get Steph Curry. Give me the Golden State Warriors plus the three. I'll take them in the money line. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. Now go to monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com. Use the promo code TANK, and they will give you a deposit match up to $50. Also give you a $5 free play. Tonight's free money game, Jeremy. If you use that $5 free play, this one will turn that free $5 play into a $20 prize. I am playing the more list. 4X multiplier between the Warriors and the Suns. I will take more than 30 and a half points for Steph Curry and more than 24 and a half points for Devin Booker. Armchair commentary super chat. Is college football the best telenovela on earth? I'm your huckleberry. I think it is. And uh, also uh, H&H food trucks coming soon to Asheville and Charlotte. Uh We'll be right back. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. And welcome back into the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen live everywhere on thesportsocracy.com and the YouTube. All you got to do is go to thesportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. If you have not done so, subscribe to the channel, participate in the chat. You can also join the House of Reprehensibles, and you can also do Super Chats, where you pay a little bit extra, it's just a little bit, a little tiny fee, and we'll read your comments on the air. And we owe one of these. I'm your huckleberry. Yep. I, I don't know if I ham handed the button. I think you I, did. I'm not real sure what happened there. It's like it's, it's like when you uh, when you when you slam your bell and it doesn't go off right. When you hit that button too hard, it it turns it on and cuts it off at the same time. Well, yeah. So, one of these days, I'm going to leave that still down in between the three and four o'clock hour and just annihilate a protein bar because I do that every single day. <laughs> You, you think everybody wants to watch you inhale no, food? I, I'm just, I, I'm not saying I'm going to do it on purpose. I'm saying I'm going to accidentally one day not be paying attention. Uh, I see what And you're it's saying. just going to be, hey, look at the uh, brawny man just annihilate a chocolate peanut butter protein bar. <laughs> They're very good, though. They are good. They are very good. We'll, we'll be telling you more about that coming up real, real soon right here in the Sportsocracy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show today and joining us in the chat. And, yes, the uh, so if you're confused about what the Super Chats were at the end of the last hour, the H&H Food Trucks coming soon to Asheville and Charlotte. Patrick Holt, who is uh, our one of our founding fathers, or our, our founding father for mm-hmm. the Patreon, um, he runs a, a, a barbecue competition business. It's Holt Brothers Barbecue. They win, uh, you know, lots of championships and things. Their barbecue's great. He's talking about doing food trucks, uh, apparently. But 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 unfortunately, he doesn't live here in Asheville. And so the Asheville people were like, "Well, we need to do that here." So Matthew Hoffman and Kevin Vick, 
and Patrick Holt. We have a lot apparently of people are talking business in the chat. It's not ironic that we have a lot of people that uh, both like to eat and like food. Uh, nope. in the comments of this show nope not at all but uh yeah so maybe so maybe we'll see h and h food trucks coming to charlotte and Asheville uh here at some point soon the nfl there are a couple of teams a handful of teams we'll call it that are well we've titled this bless or mess and here's where this came, came from if you ever saw the movie the campaign with zach galifianakis and uh will ferrell it's a mess things are a mess it's a mess <laughs> that was yeah. one of his, that was his campaign slogan yeah taking his broom to washington dc because it's a mess mm-hmm. if you've lived in the south for any period of time you know that if somebody uses the phrase bless his heart you know that they're going to say something very mean mm-hmm. but it's out of love right and so that's what this is. So are these teams that are backsliding in the NFL having problems at the moment? Uh, is it a, is it a bless your heart situation where it's just like you know what you, well, you got a problem, you'll be fine. but you'll you know we love you anyway, right? I mean you, that problem's not going away. Or is it an absolute mess? My grandmother used to say that about my weight. Oh, bless his heart. He's just a, he's, he's a, just a fat. He's kid. just a little fat one, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never changed. It's yep. always been that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the the backsliding teams in the NFL, uh, I think first and foremost is the LA Rams. I mean, this is a team that just they've lost three games in a row, and they've gone from number one in the power rankings to you're down there. You're down there like you're, seven. Yeah, I, they're not that high for me. They ain't that high for you. Nope. They are not that high for me. I haven't done my power rankings yet, so I'm 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 not really sure where they fit in this week. But it's not one. I'll give. Well, I mean, their number for me starts with a one. There's just another number on the other side of it. Holy cow! Yeah, that's that's quite the drop. And that's because I feel like the Rams. Things are a mess. It's a mess. Irrevocably broken. They're a mess. That, Robert Woods broke this team. He was such a good downfield blocker that mm-hmm. he opened things up in the run game. He was, at all times, you had to know where he was, and it allowed the Van Jeffersons and the Deshaun Jacksons to 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 take the top off. Well, now all you've got is Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup's fine. And he's having a historic <laughs> year. I was going to say he's the best receiver in the NFL. And he's also the only receiver that they have. Oh, but Odell Beckham had a big one mm-hmm. on a blown coverage, and Van Jefferson had a on a blown coverage beat somebody by beating them and we'll talk yeah and i'm not saying the team's bad just the robert woods injury there's a team every year that you look at and go man if that guy hadn't gotten hurt what could you have done yeah but between that and the fact that matthew stafford has turned into you know detroit maddie is that's problematic he hasn't turned into anything this is who matthew stafford is matthew stafford has high highs and he has low lows well his low lows are not good good no they're not and that's why this team has lost three games in a row it's not all his fault though see i'm not of the it's a mess mine oh bless his heart bless your heart this is not irrevocably broken. Irrevocably broken. This can be fixed. 
I don't know how to fix it. If I was, I'd be working for the LA Rams and not doing this radio show. But you can obviously look at this team and say and, and notice there is something horribly wrong. And I think it starts with the defense. Uh, Raheem Morris is bad. Is is, he is not bad at yeah, his job. It's just it's not working. And he and their defense is they're not being aggressive. They're being very passive at the moment. Like there were several times in the like last me. three weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, there were several times in the last three weeks where they're facing third and long situations and they're playing ten yards off the ball. Like how are your corners playing this far off when the the, the other team? only has to go nine or eight yards to get the first down and it's wearing this star laden team out they are on the field so much the time of possession in their last three losses has been unbelievable mm-hmm. and when you lose the time of possession that's a major problem well and not of, only go ahead, go ahead. No, you're good. i was gonna say not only are they losing the defensive battle are they out there and their defense is getting tired they're getting behind They've been behind 10-plus points at some point in the first halves of all three of these games, and they've been chasing points. So what does that do? That means they can't run the ball anymore. Not that they were doing it with great efficiency to begin with, but that's kind of the hallmark of what Sean Payton does. Run the ball well, lots of play action. They're not doing that. Matthew Stafford's not the typical play action quarterback. He's more of the drop back guy. That's another problem. Right. Is that it's super obvious what you're doing. Right. They're not sticking to the Sean Payton formula of winning games and moving the offense. Look, I don't know what you have to do, but you got to get more motion in this offense. You got to get more play action. You've got to commit to the run a little bit more. And you're not going to. They need to. That's just not how this offense works. Since, all right, they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Mm -hmm. on September the 26th. Mm -hmm. Since then, they are four and four. Their four wins have come against the Seahawks, the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. Do you know what those five teams have in common? They're all four in my bottom five. Mm-hmm. You have beaten four really bad teams. You played the Cardinals, Titans, 49ers, and Packers. Do you know what the, all four of those teams have in common? They're all four in my top ten. Mm-hmm. And the Rams aren't. I think they're a they're a back end of the playoff team. I still maintain I'm not positive that they they make the playoffs. No. Because you have three games that I don't know how you're going to win. I don't know how you're supposed to go into Arizona and beat the Cardinals. No. I don't know how you're supposed to beat the Ravens, and I don't know how you're supposed to beat the 49ers. You can't continue to lose the battle, the, the, the time of possession battle, the way that they've been doing. And that's the other thing. These these big splash plays are great. The 72-yarder to... Uh, to Van Jefferson and the 58-yarder to Odell Beckham Jr. Those are great, but you know what that also means? Your defense gets back out on the field quicker. Uh, 79 and 54. You're close. I, I, yeah, whatever they were. I don't. I didn't have them committed to memory, so I apologize. But uh, still, the, the point remains. If you're scoring these big flash plays, then you need a bunch of them. This team's just so thin. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about the Rams, when you do this and you just tap out on the first round of the draft, you are so thin. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have anybody on deals anymore. Cooper Cup's not on a deal. Matthew Stafford is not on a deal. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, mm-hmm. on and on and on. Yeah, you have fringe roster guys. And yeah, you have some guys that you hit on, but you're so 
unbelievably thin. Mm-hmm. Just look at the game that happened uh, with Green Bay. All right, so you had uh, Darrell Henderson, who was the only ball carrier of any real note. You went up against Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They had two receivers. Outside of two big plays, you really had Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. That was about it. And Green Bay, who we constantly talk about, doesn't have weapons. Had Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones, who I didn't even mention. We didn't catch pass. Mm-hmm. You just look at that and go, you're bringing a knife to a gunfight anytime you're playing a high-end team because they're just deeper than you are. So, yeah, it's great that you can put Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams, and he only had eight for 104, which, yes, for Devontae yeah. Adams is an only. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's the problem, though. It wasn't – there was a whole lot of uh, – oh, I forgot his name. The the third-stringer guy. Marquez valdez Gantling. No, no, Alan no. Lazar. No, the cornerback for – the like the third string cornerback the guy who got called up from the practice squad oh he had a bunch of snaps where he ended up on on Devonte adams in coverage you think that's really gonna work no rasul douglas no that wasn't him or no rasul douglas played started with a d Sorry. darius williams no nah, who cares? no All like right, i I'm said he was a practice guy yeah he was a practice practice squad guy who got called up it's like come on that's not even that's not even gonna kind of work I think it's still salvageable, but you got to change up the game plan. You got to start, like I said, doing more play action, but more slide of hand to, kind of stuff. But they're not going to. Uh, you can wish for unicorns and rainbows and puppy tears all you want to. Mm-hmm. That's not what Sean McVay does. He has proven this to you time and time again. He believes in his system and he is beholden to it. Just like the play action thing. Oh, he, there was a lot of play action with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Well, Matthew Stafford can't do that. So you went and got the best quarterback you could get. That's great. I said at the time, I don't love how he fits in this offense. Right. Because you do have you have absolutely no element of play action in this. And mm-hmm. even if you did, they're not really scared of you running. Yeah. No, they're 28th in the league in play action rate, which is, you know, it does help. It helps out your running game a great deal when you can put in that play action. Uh, can, we we will be putting up a a poll for every one of these teams. So we have six of these teams that will okay. go across this this hour or two. Brought to you by Wicked Weed Brook. <laughs> and good. the sportsocracy has spoken, and they agree with me, eighty five percent. Yep, it's a mess. <sighs> there it is, Dante Dion, Kevin Vick found it. That's who ended up on Devonte Adams several times the other day in the Green Bay Packers la rams game um all right let's do the pittsburgh steelers oh go ahead and hit the button because we all know where this is going things are a mess it's a mess and it's not getting better no it's not big ben is done his career is over whatever good he was going to do in this league he's done it there's nothing to salvage left of Big Ben's career. Now, I'm not saying they need to just bench him and start playing Dwayne Haskins because I think that's worse. I uh, and see, I'm not. To the, I, I disagree with that. You don't I think know Dwayne Haskins ben, is worse? Mm, I don't know how you could be much worse than what I just saw. Mm-hmm. What I saw against Cincinnati was Cam Newton bad. I had. I couldn't not yeah, do it. I, you know that is the new standard. <laughs> 
yes, whatever good he was going to do, he's already done in this league. You just don't have it. I mean, you know, we talked about, I talked a lot in the offseason about the offensive line, how concerned I was that they lost all of these starters on the offensive line. It's not the offensive line that's been bad. No, it's, it's Ben. Ben's yeah. bad. But even, the, but even the running game, the running game can't get going at times. And I don't know how much of that falls on Najee Harris. I mean, you like to lean on uh, PFF grades. For this past week, PFF grades, all of the linemen did pretty well. Yeah, it was Najee Harris who was the bad one. I do like PFF. He Chris. was the second lowest rated stealer of week 12. Well, and that's he was just trying to do too much. At least that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. It, when you see a game that goes 41 to 10 or whatever the final score of that was, didn't do necessarily a lot of film breakdown on right, that one. Right. Now, I'm not going out on limb, on, the, on this uh, limb and saying that Najee Harris is is not good or I heard somebody on national radio say this the other day that Najee Harris is just not explosive enough to be, a, to be an NFL running back. Yeah, and I went, dumb. you need to have your microphone taken away from you, sir. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, like not, the, I like the weapons for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I considered calling this a bless your heart because of Mike Tomlin. And that's the problem is that, and I say this a lot, explain something to me, taking away the one thing that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I can't do it. If you take Mike Tomlin away from me, I can't give you a reason that this team's going to win another game. No. By the way, Panther fans, yesterday I caught a lot of flack for saying instill a culture. Here's the, uh, (laughs) here's what, here's exactly what I'm talking about. Chase Claypool came out and said, I think maybe some music would help. We have music and warm-ups. That's always fun. People are dancing, having fun. Maybe music would make practice a little more fun. Well, uh, Mike Tomlin had a had a take on that, and it was, and I quote, Claypool plays wide out, and I'll let him do that. I'll formulate the practice approach, and that division of labor is probably appropriate. <laughs> I read that and went, did you just drop the mic and walk out of the press conference? Because if you didn't, you should have. He did. He basically just told his child to shut up and go do your homework. That's culture. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to know what I was talking about yesterday? That's culture. That's where Mike Tomlin goes, oh, Chase Claypool, you're a fantastic deep threat wideout. I've been in this league for quite some time. Got a ring on my finger. Uh, I think I got this. I, I think wow. I'll make those calls, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm here for it. Absolutely. I love Mike Tomlin. I know a lot of Steeler fans don't, but I do. And I think if something if he were to ever go away, I think you would appreciate him very quickly. Well, uh, hot wife Amy is correct in the in the chat where she says Big Ben should have retired two years ago, and I fully agree with that. He should have gone out while you know before we saw the downfall of last year from week twelve on to what we've seen in the last few weeks from him. Now they've lost three games. Well. They, I still count the tie against Detroit as a loss. I and, mean, because you should have won that game. And here's my here's a case in point of something that I said literally a year ago. How different would you feel about this team right now if Sam Darnold was a starting quarterback? Oh, I'd feel better about it. There you go. That was the team that always made sense to me to pursue Sam because they draft so well tomlin with the culture there's no ad-libbing there's not going to be any receiver jawing at darnold right that's where it made sense 
It made sense to Carolina. However, I, mean, I can't say I wasn't wrong about that. Right. But however, at this point in the season, would be would we be having the fight of, well, Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph, and Dwayne Haskins? Is there really a difference between any of them? Because oh, all these no. guys suck. Oh, no. I, I vehemently disagree with you. <laughs> I guarantee you, if Mason Rudolph was at the Carolina Panthers and there was no Cam Newton, we'd be having that fight. Uh, no, we wouldn't. Because mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph is bad. Mason Rudolph is real bad. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that Ben's Aside from three weeks, so is Sam Darnold. Okay, I got three weeks. That's kind of like saying, you know, without <laughs> these three gold medals, I was not that great of an athlete. Oh, stop that. Uh, you know, because I don't have any gold medals, but I'm not much worse than you. Well, yeah. But do you, though? But are you, though? Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if the... It, it, I, I mean, I feel pretty certain that this is going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season. I don't see any way around it. And here's the thing. This is the third time in six years that I've said that exact same thing. And it's never happened. Mm -hmm. And I look at that schedule and go, I don't think you're beating Baltimore, but it's in Pittsburgh. Those games are always weird. They're always aggressive and at the Vikings. Can I tell you definitively the Vikings are going to beat them? No. But it's in Minnesota. And you know that home field advantage thing just doesn't matter nearly as much as we think it does. Mm -hmm. I heard R.J. Bell talking about this the other day, and I went, Alexander Madison will tear this team apart. Okay. Here's the thing. It's a short week. Mm -hmm. All right, that's a Thursday night game. Mm -hmm. I get Mike Tomlin, and you get Mike Zimmer. Good point. Outside of his ability to meet his spouse, I don't really know what Mike Zimmer (laughs) does all that well. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Yeah. You got the Tennessee Titans after that. That's a struggling team. You could pick up a win there. That, that's the thing. You but can he, do that with every one of those games outside of the Chiefs. You can do yeah. that with every single game they have left. And then you come back to Mike Tomlin and go, am I going to throw dirt on him? Because I ultimately, I see the, I see this team being 8-8. Eight, 8-8 eight, eight, eight and 1. And finding a way to have the only way that you can have a non-winning or losing season. So they'd have to pick up. The Vikings, the Titans, and the Browns. They win a Ravens game, they beat the Titans, and they beat the Browns. Or they beat the Vikings. they beat the Titans. I think right now the Titans is the weakest team on that schedule. Don't worry, we're going to talk about them soon enough. (laughs) Yes, yes we will. We'll be right back here in the Sportsocracy. We're playing Bless or Mess. Is it irrevocably broke? Irrevocably broken? I need to stop using that word, maybe. Maybe Uh, a little bit. (laughs) uh, Can it be salvaged? Or... Uh, you know, is it just a mess? Where are the brooms? Here on ESPN Asheville. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese Whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. The Sportsocracy. You are just dumb a bag of hammers. Bless or mess? Teams in the NFL that are backsliding right now, can it be fixed? Or should we just get out the brooms and the dustpan and be done with this whole thing? Over 90% of people said the Pittsburgh Steelers 
We're a mess. You want to participate in the poll questions? You got to hook us up on YouTube. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click on the live video link, and subscribe to the channel. You can be in the chat willy nilly as you please at that point. And you could also, uh, you know, hit that little join button right beside where it says subscribe and join the House of Reprehensibles. Um, we talked about the LA Rams and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another team that's having issues, it's the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints, I, I, I mean, there's no nice way to say it. They are bereft of talent, excitement, anything but that would make but, them win games. But they're starting Taysom Hill this week. Yeah, I don't care. Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, this thing has gone off the rails. And... It's things are a mess. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. You don't have, I mean, you've been playing without Alvin Kamara. And if Alvin Kamara is not on the field, you don't have a playmaker. No, I mean, the defense is good enough to keep you in games, but you saw it against Buffalo. They were just listless. Mm -hmm. They could do nothing offensively. Nope. They had under 200 yards of total offense against the Buffalo Bills. And you know what? That's hard to do in the NFL, just mm-hmm. so you know. And I, I can get much more production, I think, out of Taysom Hill, even if there's no Alvin Kamara. I just I don't see how this team can score. You know, I, I, and I mean, I'm looking at the schedule. You don't play a whole lot of teams that you have a lot of a chance against. I mean, Dallas. They played Dallas. First of all, they played Dallas on Thursday night football. Yep. Is is the NFL even trying with Thursday night football at this point? Like, are you just <laughs> trying to prove that we will watch anything that you put that you trot out on Fox on a Thursday night? Mm-hmm. This is going to look exactly like Buffalo did. I won't be shocked if they're under two hundred yards again. Maybe. And that's without Mike McCarthy. I mean, maybe they can manage a clock for once. But <laughs> Right. You finally turn this over to Kellen Moore. It could be the springboard that he needs to the NFL head coaching position he's been looking for. Uh, our buddy Havoc6927 asked in the comments, uh, is the Saints cap situation still bad next year? <laughs> There's $61 million over the cap next year. That's with 40 players. It's hard to do. If they just added enough minimum level guys to get to the 51 to figure out the salary cap, there's $70 million over the, sal- over the cap. Mm-hmm. The, the, and Ronnie George said in the comments, this is a testament to Sean Payton. I agree with you. There are things that Sean Payton does that absolutely drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it took you four weeks to figure out you should be playing Taysom Hill. That makes zero sense to me. Especially when you paid him right in the middle of it. But if if, I go back to the Steelers, if you take Sean Payton away, what is this team? Take Dennis Allen and and Sean Payton away from this team. What are they? Mm -hmm. Bad. Yeah, they're bad. I think they're a bad team anyway, despite the fact that they have those coaches. We had a little, uh, we had a little preseason board bet on the Atlanta Falcons and Mm -hmm. New Orleans Saints. You had the Saints and I had the Falcons, and you made fun of me through about six weeks of, oh, how smart do you look now? Yep. Well, don't look now, but if the season <laughs> ended today, I'm a winner. Oh, now wait a minute. You can't take a victory lap on that because all the injuries. Didn't you tell me that the other day with the, the with the Raiders? You can't take a victory lap on that. Too much uh, stuff has happened. Yeah. One of their, their coach got fired for things that he said five years ago. Mm-hmm. 
and their star date threat killed someone. Mm-hmm. That's a little more than injuries. I, I think so. Calling that injuries is putting that in way too small of a box. I mean, you know, it's a broad you brush take, here. I mean, you want to take a victory brush. lap on it? Cool. They just beat the Dallas Cowboys, who you have been screaming from the top of your lungs about for three months. So yeah. you want to take a victory lap? It's a weird kind of dumb victory lap, but uh, you take it. Mm-hmm. You take your lap. You lace them puppies up and take your lap. I'm, I'm going to be making fun of you from this chair, but we're bound to you. No, no, that's 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 fine. Uh, where where do we stand with that, by the way? How many wins does Atlanta have? Uh, they're tied. They're both, oh, they're tied. They're both they got five, five wins, six, but Atlanta has the tiebreaker. Aha! Uh-huh. Just remember, I have the tiebreaker. They do play again at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's in Atlanta. We shall see. There's still time, there, but there is still there is not time for New Orleans to turn this around. This is a bad team. It cannot be fixed. I mean, sure, maybe they maybe they win a game, two games more the rest of the year. There's nothing you can do to fix this team. We have you have no playmakers. You have Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith catching balls from Taysom Hill. No, thank you. I'm out. I'm I am Seacrest out on that. The Tennessee Titans. They seem to have a problem. And we'll get to them after we get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, Jeremy, have you found uh, something wonderful in the weird news? My mine's story disappeared, so I need a second to pull it back uh, up here. I have. New Mexico, <laughs> New Mexico State University. They have a bit of a campus parking problem. Okay. There have been a slew of campus parking citations. And so they're going to try to do something pro proactive. Mm-hmm. I was going to say provocative. That is not the right combination of those letters. No, huh? <laughs> to fix this problem. The university will accept at least 80 ounces of peanut butter, the equivalent of six small five to six small jars as payment for a citation for parking without a permit Mm -hmm. so you can just go full rocky and bullwinkle and just take a big thing of peanut butter to the las cruces new mexico state university police department and go here this is for my this is for my citation interesting they will be donating this to uh the aggie cupboard it's a food pantry serving the campus community they already plan on doing this again at the end of the semester next spring. This is a really good idea. As somebody that spent a decent amount of time around college campuses, mm-hmm. there are a lot of parking tickets at, 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 around college campuses. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Some of which I may or may not have ever paid. <laughs> again, this really is glad why. Asheville Police Chief David Zag is not here today. This is, this is why we do this. I think that's the third crime I have admitted today. <laughs> I'm sure there's a statute of limitations that oh yeah that's been that's been well over 10 years ago. <laughs> not sure they're going to come after you for parking tickets but it's, it's across multiple <laughs> institutions too so oh really oh yeah this could be i'm trying to think of how many i probably got oh my gosh a lot. why can't you park because uh, because I, I never knew where to because it's different at every school like you can park well you can park right here well it's a park spot yeah my car needs a place to live did it have one of those signs that says, hey, you have to have a blue sticker? Maybe. 
I, it might have. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. That's how I got the stupid citation. I don't know. I just picked the closest parking space. I don't care that it said for president only on it. It's not your parking space just because it's open. Look, the car has to go somewhere. <laughs> Uh, a Mobile County jury on Monday has awarded a woman who was in a lawsuit with Walmart $2.1 million in damages. Leslie Nurse. Back in November 2016, she went to Walmart and she used the self-checkout. She's using the self-checkout. And apparently at some point in the transaction, the the kiosk she was using froze up she thought she had paid for her groceries and so she just went on her way and was going out the door well they stopped her because they thought well you didn't pay for those so you're shoplifting she was you know taken in well she was threatened with a lawsuit for shoplifting and the thing is they have this florida law firm that had that sent her a threatening letter of we are going to take you to court for these groceries for shoplifting these groceries unless you sh- send us $200. $200 by the way which was like four times the amount of money that the groceries were worth. Well, she didn't pay it and then she went to a law firm and they found out that Walmart has apparently been doing this to a lot of people. WKRG reports that the uh, trial featured testimony that Walmart and other major retailers routinely use such settlements in states where laws allow it, and that Walmart made hundreds of millions of dollars over a two-year period by threatening people with lawsuits for not doing crimes. Because there was no police involvement in this, apparently. And now this woman has been awarded $2.1 million for basically just having to go through this red tape BS that Walmart and their lawyers put her through. Uh, I I refuse to use the self-checkout. Why? I won't do it. Just on basic principle? Yep. I have not taken one cent as payment for my employment at this place vis-a-vis i am not going to do this that is part of this okay so you will stand through the line this would not have been a problem so you will stand at the only checkout walmart has open because we all know they only have one open rather than go through the self-checkout when you could just do that immediately do it yourself and get out of there for a person who hates being in public so much that makes zero sense. I don't make sense. I'm a weird guy. <laughs> weird guy. <laughs> I will pass up somebody that is an open lane where there is someone there waiting to do my stuff. I just do it myself. Nope. Here's the Unless thing. Unless I'm buying produce that I have to key in and all that kind of stuff, then 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 they can do that. I'm I am not trained to use this device and i have this fear that i'm going to accidentally put something in the bag and people are gonna think i did crimes when i didn't do crimes (laughs) and then you get one of these letters and you know they're trying to extort money out of you Devin in the comments said much as you hate interacting with strangers i'm surprised you don't check yourself out i do check myself out quite often about a lot about any time i pass a mirror i just don't do it 
in uh, the checkout line. Uh, about every second you're on this show. I am. Yeah. It's, hey, when I he, when he's, not, he's not looking at the camera, the reason he's looking off camera is because he's staring at the screen with his face on it. He loves looking himself in the eyes while he speaks. I do. I do. I'm doing it right now. That is so weird. Like, I will look over there to look at the time, and then I'll catch a glimpse of my face and go, oh, oh, we shouldn't do that. You know what? Why do we do that? Here's the thing. It makes me wonder why so many people can watch this show, and then they all just just have a little piece of paper over my face, and that's fine. That's fine with me. 60% of the time works every time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always going through the self-checkout. I don't. I, I don't need it. I don't need the hassle. I don't need somebody else to do it for me. I'm fine. I can do it quicker than you can probably anyway. Because half the time the woman who's back there is 80 years old. And I don't need to wait for you. There's a, a, a lot happening in the chat. Of, oh, is there? Uh, that that I, I don't do shopping. Uh, would you send me to pick up groceries? Really? What do you think when you send me to Ingles? Low prices, love the savings. Mm-hmm. You send me there, and that's where all the food is. What do you think I'm going to come back with? <laughs> we need celery and carrots, and I heard cookies and brownies and beer. That's what I heard. No, you get all that other stuff. You just you just get the bad stuff for you, too. It's fine. <sighs> Lord Patrick Holt says grocery pickup and delivery is where it's at. Some people choose to go down that path. Oh, I love doing that. I hate doing that. Oh, I love doing that. I don't don't even care when it takes 30 minutes. Like, oh, I placed this order seven hours ago. We're getting it right now. I I don't believe that at Mm -hmm. all. But okay. You take your time. I'll just, you know, I'll sit here and listen to the radio. It's fine. And you can do that, uh, by the way, at your local Ingalls supermarket. They have the uh, the iCurb pickup now where you can order online and just pick it up at the store. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. I think I need a huckleberry on that one. You got to get. I, that, well, was, I mean, that you, was the money drop. That I, was the money drop. Oh, you got to give me the, the thing. I did exactly the same thing, not forty five seconds ago. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, anyhow, back into the bless or mess. And I have a feeling that the next team we're getting ready to do is a team that a we're going to disagree on, and b I think a lot of people are going to be with me. All right. Who is it? The Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans. Is it a mess or is it bless your heart? Well, for you. Things are a mess. It's a mess. And for me. Bless his heart. I'm not worried about Tennessee in the least. You shouldn't be. The reason I say it's a mess is because this is not getting better until and until the injuries. You know, the, the guys who are going on injury come back. Once Derrick Henry comes back, once A.J. Brown is back and healthy, then it'll be fine. Until then, you're stuck. You've got you've got nothing you can do. At this point, you're just riding this out, hoping, well, we got to win as many games as we can down the stretch here. And I vehemently disagree with you on that. Okay. Because there's one thing that Tennessee can stop doing mm-hmm. that will instantaneously make them better, especially considering four of their last five games are against the Jaguars, the Steelers, the Dolphins, and the Texans. Okay. Stop turning the ball over. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill has turned the, the, it is, the clock has struck midnight and he has turned back into the pumpkin that he was in Miami. Stop it. Stop it. 
Stop giving him so much work, responsibility. <laughs> stop it! <laughs> the old Mad TV skit. Oh, Just if, stop it. If you, yeah. That's the fear of being buried alive in a hole. I can cure that for you. The, stop it! The Tennessee Titans have set a new NFL record. Are you aware of this? They have rostered 86 players this year. That is mind-boggling. That is a new NFL record. They currently have 17 players on IR. That means they only need four more players to have rostered the entire preseason roster Mm -hmm. at some point in the season. Yep. That is dumbfounding. There's no way to fix it. You're not going to get better until your players come back. And there's no problem with this. I said this, what? A month ago, all I got to do is just win three more games. I win three more games and I'm easy street. I got the division locked up. I'm going to, you know, roll into the playoffs here. Derrick Henry's coming back. Hopefully, A.J. Brown will be back fully healthy by then. And then we can roll. But until then, you're going to continue to get beat by good teams and you're going to continue to be in slugfest with teams that you should be better than. Uh, Two things coming out of the chat. One, uh, the Tennessee Titans need to. Do what Wicked Weed tells us to do. Wicked Weed, you drink different. Uh, the Tennessee Titans need to think different. Mm-hmm. And in the chat, Havoc also said, they ran for 270 yards on the Patriots. They did. I think you're fine. You had a chance to go in and, I, I mean, they, I don't remember how much they were down at the time, but Ryan Tannehill threw an interception on the one. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it came tumbling after from there. They're going to be just fine. I have no fear of this team. Right now, they're 8-4. and four. You know what they're going to finish? 12 and 5. Mm-hmm. And they're going to win this division in a walk. Yep. I have no fear. None. Tennessee's just fine. Just get healthy. Take the bye week. Maybe, you know, don't get on a boat. Odell Beckham taught us boats, bad, bad things happen when you get on boats. Yep. Just, you know, hang out in Nashville. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe go down to see a show or something. We disagree hey. on which soundbite to use for this particular exercise, but we do not disagree on the prospects of this team going forward. Mm. We are both, they are going to be in the playoffs. They are going to be a team that nobody wants to face when they get into the playoffs. But right now, until the injuries uh, resolve themselves, you, to me, it's uh, it's a mess. And I can't say this. I have to say this one more time when it comes to Ryan Tannehill. Stop it! Nine turnovers in the last two games. Not all of those are on Ryan Tannehill, but nine turnovers. You know how many takeaways they have in those two games? Zero. Zero. It's hard to win ball games when you're doing that. Very, very difficult. All right, let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, is it a mess? Can it be fixed? I don't want to do this. Uh, By the way, the chat, 86% agreed with me Mm -hmm. on bless your heart for the Tennessee Titans. Yep. For the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Things are a mess. It's a mess. Oh. There's not good. No. I mean, like, at the end of the day, they're just not good. No. They're just not there yet. They can be competitive. They, Justin Herbert statistically has been okay, but he's still making dumb decisions at the wrong times. Well, analytically, he's been very good. Mm-hmm here's the problem I mean, and i've i feel like i've said this about the chargers so many times that it has lost complete and all meaning to me oh are you gonna say you can't be bad at uh running the ball or you can't what was it 
You, you, you can't can be, be bad, bad at running it. You can be bad stopping <laughs> the run. You cannot be both simultaneously. Yeah, there you go. That is actually not what I was going to say. Okay, all right. What I was going to say is that they're so one-dimensional because they can't run between the tackles. Mm-hmm. Every team knows exactly what they're doing. Pat Sertan just got Justin Herbert by baiting him, knowing full well what was coming. Right. And you're just putting him in a situation to fail. Now, that being said, I think this team is fine for the long haul. Could they make the playoffs? Sure. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility the Chargers make the playoffs. I don't like your prognosis for when you do because you're going to have to play New England or Kansas City or Buffalo, a healthy Tennessee team. Mm-hmm. And I think every one of them would shellack you. But another draft class, you crushed the draft this year. Yep. Crushed it. Rashawn Slater has been one of the best rookies in the league. Asante Samuel has not been far behind him. Mm-hmm. Josh Palmer is serving to be just fine as a number three. <laughs> Didn't give myself a full bell there, okay? I, <laughs> just I, I, a little teensy humility, bell. Just a, just a little bell. <laughs> it is a mess for the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know what the deal is with the defense. The defense just can't seem to come up with enough pressure. They can't seem to come up with enough big plays. And it's not something I expected from this team. I thought that's the one thing that they would be really good at. But maybe it's just they don't have enough. They don't have enough pieces yet. I mean, obviously they have Bosa, but Jerry Tillery hasn't really been getting in the backfield a whole lot this year. You've got pieces, but you don't have a unit that works together and achieves the goal. Here's the thing. You're one of about half the league that you're on defense more than you have the ball mm-hmm. that's a problem you, you know what this time of possession is one of those stats that nobody ever talks about mm-hmm. it is usually a very good indicator of how good a team is there are some outliers every once in a while you'll catch an outlier you want to know who the top four teams in the nfl in time of possession are baltimore ravens green bay packers arizona cardinals tennessee titans weird they're all good. Mm-hmm. You want to know who the three bottom teams or four of the five bottom teams in the NFL are? Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Seattle Seahawks by three full minutes. Holy cow. I want you to think about what I just said. They are three full minutes behind every other team in the league. They hold the ball for 24 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a number that low. All the time we've been doing this, I have never seen a team. College, NFL, high school that uh, rec league eight-year-olds i've never seen a team that had the ball that little yeah but i mean that's the problem you're asking this defense to do a ton because they're on the field constantly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, bless or mess we got one more team to go we'll give it to you up next here on espn Asheville. real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa marshall with exp realty your native realtor serving all of western north carolina I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. 
Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed, the official craft beer of the Asheville Championship. Drink different, drink responsibly. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. All right, Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green back here. We're playing Bless or Mess. Is this NFL team irrevocably broken? Hey, I did it right that time. Or, uh, you know, can they? are they fine? Do they just need to tweak a couple of things to make things go well? One final team to an- analyze here. It's the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the fighting David Zacks. Nobody circles the wagons like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. They are 3-3 three and three in their last six games. Not really where we expected them to be. And they got New England and Tampa coming up next. Those are not going to be easy games. But what's going wrong? Is it a mess? Or are we at the bless your heart? bless his heart yeah i agree it's it's fine by the way that's comedian john reap if you don't know who that is it's very very funny individual mm-hmm. uh I, I just look at buffalo and go the matt breda thing has changed things a little bit for me because now you have a run- zach moss was always just a plotting running back to me i never really I, I mean i get the value of having somebody like that inside the five but trying to you've got devin singletary that's too small and zach moss who's not Overly explosive. Well, how do you fix that? You add one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Is he overly talented? No. But with a ball in his hands, he can be electric. The thing that scares me is Tredavious White, who they just put on season-ending IR. And that does make me a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. because this defense is predicated on him being able to shut people down. And I just don't know how that's going to look with Levi Wallace running as the one. But I believe in Sean McDermott. Yep. I have believed in the Buffalo Bills all season long. That's not going to change. And I still think they're going to win this division. I do too. I, I've I, got Josh Allen. You've got Mac Jones. Advantage me by a lot. Mm-hmm. I've got Stefan Diggs and you've got Kendrick Bourne. Advantage me. Yep. But we've got Bill. Mm, yeah. Okay. And that's fantastic. That's why you are where you are. You should thank your lucky stars for Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, I cannot I'm, believe I just said that. I'm not hitting the panic button, and I don't think anybody else should either. No, on the Buffalo Bills, they will uh, they will win this division, and uh, they got Super Bowl in their eyes. And I think they can still win a Super Bowl. I think there's a chance. It's not nearly as good of a chance as it was right a month ago. But it's still a chance. Want well, to thank everybody for tuning in with us once again here on ESPN Asheville and on the YouTube stream. Go to the sportsocracy.com. Our live video is always front and center there. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. Don't forget, we are doing the uh we're we're doing the Ingles Magical Christmas Toy Drive, benefiting Eblin Charities St. Nicholas Project coming up this Thursday and Friday. We'll be out there at the midday times, 10 to noon at the uh, Smoky Park Highway Ingles this year so don't forget to come out and join us and we will see you right back here tomorrow morning power rankings coming up on wednesdays as always